the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here and here alone as uh, Mr. Nathaniel Lundy is on vacation in Mexico. Probably several tequila flights in. I am envious. I am jealous. Uh, I am yearning to take a similar journey in the near future. So you get me in this El Rapido edition of the Faith and Always podcast. And let's go in and get to a topic uh, that is near and dear to my heart and what the Chicago Bears are going to do uh, with their next head coach hire. And of course, you can wager on this right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the present odds uh, here on this hump day edition of the pod uh, has none other than Brian Flores uh, at the top of the heap, which uh, I find rather fascinating. Uh, he is standing right now at plus 350, but I think the best value on the board in this category has got to be Jim Harbaugh at plus 650. Now, uh, there's a lot of connective tissue here between Bill Polian, who's uh, the, the guy, the puppeteer behind the scenes, really pulling the strings for this Bears organization as they are you know, searching for a new GM after canning Ryan Pace, and he was attached to the hip to Matt Nagy. Uh, but, you know, Harbaugh was the quarterback in the Indianapolis Colts when Polian was running that team. Uh, back in the uh, back in the day. And of course, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh played for the Chicago Bears as well. This team desperately needs a CEO type uh, that can oversee the development of the entire squad as a whole, delegate properly uh, and has a track record of success. And Jim Harbaugh certainly checks a lot of those boxes. Uh, You know what he did with San Francisco and the quick turnaround there uh, before exiting that franchise and taking the University of Michigan job in, in which he uh, turn that team around in its own right, getting in the college football playoff this year. And I think what's also most important here is his familiarity with Justin Fields, uh, you know, scouting him while Michigan head coach. Uh, he knows the strengths, the weaknesses, and how those applications um, can intersect uh, with the NFL. So I think ultimately Jim Harbaugh will be the hire. Uh, it makes way too much sense. Uh, there's a lot of connective tissue there, and at plus 650, I think it's it's an extraordinary value right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, with that, on this hump day edition of the pod, let's get to it with another fade five. Number five. All right, let's start off in the NBA, and, and look, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be truthful. Folks, fade the living crap out of me. Uh, and any NBA player props that are out there, I am getting my arse kicked and swiftly by the sports books. I'm down over 10 units now on the season. I think over the last like two weeks, it's it's just been a bloodbath of epic proportions. So take this with an entire grain. Hell, take it with the entire mine of salt. Uh, but I am going to side with Anthony Simons on the over 25.5 points plus assists uh, in Miami against the Heat. Uh, this one at minus 105 at FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, you look at Simons, uh, going to be filling those ginormous shoes of Dame Lillard, who is out for the season after undergoing surgery to repair his abdominal muscle. Uh, but Simons, uh, you know, over this month, averaging 26.1 points per game and eight assist per game the guy is jacking on average in the month of january 18 shots per contest uh now miami is a tall task a very stout defensive team number nine in the nba and adjusted defensive efficiency number 12 an opponent assist per game allowed but simons has been over this in five his last seven i'm gonna follow the usage i'm gonna follow the trend here despite the difficult matchup and say that he scores me finally a winner 
and to get off the schneid again on the over 25.5 points plus assists. Number four. All right, let's stick in the NBA and let's work in uh, another prominent name here who I think is going to deliver at plus odds. How about Jalen Brown? I'm going to get down with the Boston Celtic uh, taking on the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to take the over on six and a half rebounds at plus 115. Now, for people familiar with this podcast, uh, I, in particular, have picked on the Hornets repeatedly uh, based on the rebounding matchup alone because they are dead last in the NBA to opponent rebounds per game allowed, giving up 56.7 per game. Uh, Brown uh, already hit the over earlier this season against the same franchise. Uh, so there is some history here. He had nine boards uh, back in a matchup. On October 25th against the Hornets, he has been over six and a half rebounds and nine of his last 12 and averaging eight rebounds per game in the month of January. Box out, Brown, and score me some cash again on the over six and a half rebounds plus 115 at DraftKings. Number three. All right, marching on here. In this rapid-fire edition of the Faith of the Noise podcast, let's go to the world of college basketball where, holy cannoli, uh, I have been riding a nice little profitable wave uh, over the last four weeks. It was a fantastic night on Tuesday. If you listen to the Faith of the Noise radio show, Sirius XM, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Channel every Monday through Friday, uh, we were cashing tickets left and right. Uh, it was a glorious Tuesday, so hopefully the <laughs> eater will continue to burn brightly. And let's start off with a matchup in the SEC. And I love Mississippi State. Uh, the Bulldogs uh, you know, under Ben Howland. And I'm going to take them plus six in this game. Some of the books have it at plus five and a half. And you actually get it at plus odds. Uh, I saw it as high as six and a half earlier today. But I locked it in at plus six in this road match for the Bulldogs in Florida uh, to take on the Gators. And the Bulldogs... Uh, in SEC play, number two in points per possession scored, netting 1.127 in that category. And where they're going to have a stark advantage in this game is on the offensive glass. They are the best offensive rebounding team. Yeah, even better than Oster Sheepway in Kentucky in league action, netting a second chance 39.7% of the time. Now, Garrison Brooks, the North Carolina transfer, is a guy who I think could just absolutely rocket to Mars or hell even pass that to Jupiter in this game statistically speaking uh, so he's a guy that lives inside the post and will clean up on a lot of those second chance opportunities you look at Florida dead last in the SEC in defensive rebounding percentage and they are really struggling in defense in general number 12 of the league and adjusted defensive efficiency giving up 1.074 points per possession Throw the fact, too, that the Gators are building skyscrapers from outside, shooting just 28.6% from three in SEC play. And I think Mississippi State may not win this thing straight up. Home court advantage is a real thing in college basketball, but six points? That's too many. I'm getting down with those Bulldogs. All right, stick around for my top plays in college basketball. Plus, we'll work on a little action elsewhere in bonus time. Number two. All right, let's get back after it in the world of college hoops. And let's go out west. Go west, young man. And I love the Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, I have a sauce one in my heart, really, for Mountain West action. And I love their matchup tonight because it's the mother of all matchups. In Mountain West Conference play, and I'm going to take Wyoming over uh, on the 78 and a half points prop uh, offered right now at DraftKings. Why? 
Well, you look at Wyoming, they've only been over this number three times this season, but this is one of the most prolific interior scoring teams in the country. Number 11 in Division I college basketball and point percentage offense, setting 56.4%. Uh, that has a lot to do with Graham E.K. Uh, to go along with Hunter Maldonado, who at six foot seven runs the point and is just deadly off the bounce. You look at the San Jose State Spartans. This is Sparta. We suck yeah they're pretty bad uh 1.238 points per possession allowed in mountain west conference play let me repeat that 1.238 points per possession allowed uh that's stunning ineptitude uh they're giving up 39.7 percent from three and 55.5 percent inside the arc i think in the end wyoming is going to be comfortably in the 80s and what should be a high-efficiency game. Giddy up with those boys, and hopefully they'll make you some bucks. Number one. All right, my top play in the world of college basketball tonight. You might think I'm taking crazy pills, uh, but I like Marquette, plus 12 and a half. Uh, although, if you shop around, I think you get this number at plus 13 and a half. Uh, yes, and in fact, you can. So let me revise that. Give me Marquette plus 13 and a half uh, against the Villanova Wildcats. And look, Villanova is the class right now of the Big East. There's no question about it. And one of the class teams in the country had a little bit of a dry spell during the non-conference slate. They had a lot of people raising questions about Jay Wright's club. And, you know, is this team going to be a second weekend team in the NCAA tournament of course draws everything it's impossible to predict right now but they are certain, uh, certainly looking like uh, one of the elite options in college basketball top 13 in the country in offensive and defensive efficiency but Villanova not the biggest team in the interior a, a good rebounding team but smaller on that front line and that is a bugaboo for Marquette Big, muscular, physical squads in the paint can shove and push them around. I don't think they're going to have to really worry about that so much with Villanova. Uh, Marquette, number one in the Big East in two-point percentage offense, setting 53% inside the arc. Uh, they're also netting a blistering 38.7% outside of the arc. That is also tops in league play. So, uh, Morrell and Jones and Elliott, if those guys are lighted from outside, can come close to matching Villanova three for three. And this team really shares a sugar well. They are number one in the Big East and assist to field goals made. I think they're going to keep this one snug, or at least in single digits. So for me, plus 13 and a half on Marquette, my play of the day. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's work in some bonus time. And uh, I, I do like a couple of additional NBA player props. I'm working one for college basketball as well. And give me the under on Jarrett Allen of the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, taking on the Chicago Bulls. I'm actually taping this show right now from Michael Jordan's house in the United Center. Uh, but I don't think he's going to get to 16 in this game. Uh, you look at this matchup. Uh, you know, Allen has been under five of his last seven. He had 13 against the Bulls on November 8th. Chicago, uh, kind of middling defensively, number 20 in the NBA and adjusted defensive efficiency, though they are number 13 in the NBA in two-point percentage D. So, again, give me the uh, under on 15.5 points for Jared Allen at minus 120 at DraftKings. Going back to college hoops, um, I do uh, absolutely love Auburn over 86.5 points in team total tonight, uh, taking on... Uh, Ugga uh, and the University of Georgia Bulldogs uh, packing no bite 
no growl, no grr, nothing. Uh, this team is terrible. Uh, the worst in the SEC in a multitude of categories, uh, particularly in two-point percentage D, where they're giving up 60.6%, and also dead last in points per possession, allowing 1.194 in that category. We know that Auburn loves to play at a blistering pace. Uh, Georgia, number 103 in tempo, uh, they're not shy about pressing pedal the metal as well. And you look at the Tigers, uh, I mean, you got Jabari uh, Smith, who is a legit lottery pick in the NBA draft upcoming. Uh, Wendell Green has been lighting up. Uh, Kessler inside is you know, one of the best shot blockers, if not the best shot blocker in the country. So this team gets it done on both ends. And offensively, number three in the SEC, and adjusted offensive efficiency, and they're netting 57.1% from two-point range. So ultimately, I think Auburn runs this sucker up. Uh, they're going to be up and down the floor uninhibitedly. They're going to operate, and uh, they could be well into the 90s in the end. And looking ahead to, to the NFL this upcoming week, uh, I do like the over on San Francisco, 20 and a half points of the team total there against Green Bay. Uh, I think it's a bad matchup for the Packers as the Niners can really run down your throats. Elijah Mitchell uh, you know, may not have showed up necessarily the box score, and he had a mammoth amount of touches against the Dallas Cowboys, but he finished with the 96 yards and 3.15 yards after contact per attempt in that game. Debo Samuel's running wild. And of course, he could beat you through the air as well. Uh, George Kittle only had one catch last week, and he'll be more involved this time around. So I think the Niners, much like in the first matchup against Green Bay, in which they hung 28 on the Packers, uh, will be north of 21 there in the end. And you get that right now at minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook. And that's a wrap on this rapid-fire edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Nate Lundy and I on Twitter. Follow Lundy uh, in that forum, at Nate Lundy. Check me out there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. I'm flying solo again tomorrow and on Friday, but I'm going to stuff and cram as many college basketball NBA picks that I can down your throats. And, of course, player props action and my favorite sides and totals in the divisional round upcoming here in the NFL this weekend. All right, until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.